going on, everybody? Hope you had a great weekend. Welcome back to the Believe Fantasy Football Show with yours truly, your friendly neighborhood fantasy analyst, Michael Fabiano. I got my guy, Toss, behind the virtual glass. What's going on, brother? How was the weekend? It was good. I was in Texas. Uh, last time I think I joined you, it was right after I'd survived Hurricane Hillary, and this time it's uh, right after I've survived the Texas heat. It's real, man. It's real there. I know it's real in Florida, too, but... Can yeah, we, we we definitely yeah we we definitely get a little heat here. Um, I think I'm going to avoid this hurricane because I'm on the south east side, so that is preferable. <laughs> I don't want to do with a hurricane, uh, but hopefully everybody on the west coast and uh, heading up through the 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 northern region of the state are going to be okay because it seems like it's going to be maybe a, a three or a two. So, um, anyways. Let's get the show started here. A lot to talk about. We don't have much time here before the start of the season. And we had the last bunch of preseason games. Didn't learn a ton uh, over the weekend. But one team that we did learn something about was the Arizona Cardinals. And what we've learned is that they are already tanking the season. I mean, they, they Kyler Murray's not coming off of the pup list. So he'll miss the first four games. They cut Colt McCoy. And it looks like they're going to start Joshua Dobbs at quarterback in week one. Go start the commander's defense in week one. Streaming. The Cardinals are going to suck. That They have the lowest win total in Vegas. I think it's like four. They're going to be awful. But below that, I'll take the under it, on that. Now, <laughs> So you're going like two or three wins. Yeah, they're going to be bad. What's crazy is this team, like just a couple of years ago, was like a playoff team. And now they're trash. So how does that affect fantasy? Are you going to be able to lean on Hollywood Brown in the first four weeks? I don't know. I mean, Joshua Dobbs, this guy's a journeyman. Remember, he's the player that the Titans went and got to play over Malik Willis last year at the end of the season. And he's not terrible, but I mean, I don't know how many passing yards is he going to be throwing for although the Cardinals are probably going to be in a lot of negative game scripts which is good for the passing game from a fantasy standpoint but I mean the bottom line here is that that team's going to be bad so any shares you have you know Zach Ertz who I like as a late round pick and still do Rondell Moore Michael Wilson you've got you know you've got some issues there uh You've definitely got some issues there in Arizona. No, no question about that. So. Rondell, Rondell Moore or Nico Collins, who got a lot of hype after he caught the now starting QB for the Houston Texans officially, mm-hmm. uh, caught a touchdown pass from C.J. Stroud. Which would you pick there? Between Nico Collins and Rondell Moore, I'm probably going Nico Collins at this point. Yeah. Okay. So the Cardinals are, are an S-show. And from a fantasy standpoint, they're probably going to have to run James Conner a lot, but I don't know how much he's going to be running in the second half of games when they're getting boat raced. That's going to be a problem. O'Connor looks, and we've got a lot of drafts going on this week, next week, before the start of the season, there's going to be tons of drafts. I've already had the majority of mine, but I've still got, I think, three or four left. You got any more drafts on the board, Toss? What do you got? Yeah. 
Yeah, I actually have – I've got one on Thursday, and then I've got one next Tuesday and next Wednesday, which is a little too late for my liking because I don't get a lot of time just to, to look at the great job I did drafting, but uh, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got a high-stakes NFFC draft next week. I've got the Allison Chains draft next week. I have another draft with a bunch of media friends next week. So I don't think I have anything this week, though. But – that's neither here nor there. With drafts, can I get the can I get the official count of how many leagues you're in? I don't even know what it is. I'll when I'm done with the drafts, I'll count. It's going to be between in in terms of leagues, I have to set my lineup. It's going to be like 14, I think, and then a bunch of best balls. Yeah, I'm like I I can't handle any more than that. And I have friends who do way more than that. I'm like I don't know how the hell they do it. They're crazy town for doing that kind of stuff. So with all these drafts going on, what do people want? We want sleepers. And luckily for you, I got sleepers. I got a ton of them over at Sports Illustrated. And I put together an all-sleeper lineup. So anyone that I consider a sleeper, a favorite sleeper of mine per position, that's what this team is built on. And my quarterback is Kenny Pickett. And I've been on the Kenny Pickett bandwagon for a while. I'm digging up on Kenny Pickett. He's looked really good in the preseason. There's been one second-year quarterback who's broke out every single year but once since 2015. And I think Pickett's that guy this year. He looks more confident, accurate. Guy was a first-round pick just last year. So I'm, I'm all in on him as a QB2 who could be maybe a top-12 quarterback. Better offensive line, better weapons. Allen Robinson now. You know, they have Calvin Austin, too, as a as – a, uh, Another weapon in the offense. I'm digging on Pickett, man. I'm digging him. He's my he's my top sleeper quarterback for this year. Running backs. James Cook. Now, if the Bills trade for somebody or they sign somebody, then things change. But right now, his value is going up. His, his stock is going up. I have some people in the high stakes world who are very smart, who know this stuff inside and out. James Cook, go get him. As long as the Bills' backfield stays pat like it is right now with Damian Harris and not much behind him, James Cook is the guy. He's the guy right now to go and get. Uh, second running back in my all-sleeper lineup, Rashad White. Tampa Bay didn't do anything in, in the backfield in the offseason. They, they cut Fournette, and they didn't do anything else. I mean, Chase Edmonds and, and Keyshawn Vaughn, that's it. And I know they're going to be behind. I know their offensive line isn't great. I get it. I understand totally. But touches are touches. And Rashad White's got a clear path to workload. So he'd be my RB2 in my all-sleeper lineup. One of my starting wide receivers will be Jahan Dotson. And Dotson could get an uptick in the beginning of the year because Terry McLaurin's hurt. And he might miss the start of the season. Looks like he will. So that helps his value even more. He had seven touchdowns as a rookie. He wasn't great from a fantasy perspective. Very inconsistent. Year two, baby. And that commander's up. Listen, Sam Howell looked good. I watched Sam Howell, and I and not him from North Carolina, but he's looked good. Maybe the commander's got something there. It's possible. But Dotson's a starter on my all-sleeper lineup. And certainly a guy that you can get who maybe brings back wide receiver two value at a wide receiver three or flex price in your draft. 
Also got George Pickens here. I got the Pickett Pickens stack. Ooh, like that one? I stack. do. I do like that. Stack down yeah. and steal down. I I mean, he popped a few times as a rookie, right? He had 14 plus points seven times. You know, the other games he wasn't great. But I mean, if you ask him, he's the best wide receiver on the planet. I think Justin Jefferson and others would have maybe uh, another opinion. But the kid's super athletic, and he's got a rapport with Pickett. That the, if they haven't started creating Pickett to Pickens T-shirts in Pittsburgh, they will. Love George Pickens. Flex. I'm going Jordan Addison. Vikings number two wide receiver. They're going to throw the ball a ton. Kirk Cousins is going to throw the ball 650 plus times. They've got Justin Jefferson on the other side. So good luck trying to double team Addison. I think he'll be the best fantasy rookie wide receiver this year in a crazy explosive offense. No Adam Thielen. He's now in Carolina. Sleeper tight end. This one is tough because there's a lot of guys at, at tight end that you can label sleepers, including a bunch of rookies. So I'm going to go with Dalton Kincaid. And I know, like I keep telling myself, Fabs, as I speak in the third person, like I'm Carl Malone, rookie tight ends don't do anything typically. And, and that's true. But there's like four rookies this year who could pop. And Kincaid's at the top of my list. He's going to be running routes out of the slot. He's not an inline guy. He's a move guy. They'll run 12 with Knox. He'll be the guy that runs the routes. I could see him catching 50 passes as a rookie. It's not like they have a locked and loaded two. Gabe Davis disappointed us last year. Maybe he bounces back. Who's their wide receiver three right now? Nobody of note. To me, their third receiver is Kincaid. And Josh Allen throwing the football. That's pretty good. I even got a kicker in here, and it's a rookie, Jake Moody, because kickers are people too. But he's hurt right now, so keep that in mind. He's dealing with like an injured quadriceps. The Niners have like two kickers who are hurt. And by the way, let me finish up on the bench, then I'm going to get to the Cowboys. Sleeper bench, Sam Howell, quarterback. Khalil Herbert, Ken Gainwell at running back. Wide receivers, Sky Moore, Romeo Dobbs, and we'll throw Traylon Burks in there because it looks like he's he's healing up well. Tight end, another rookie, Sam Laporta. They, you're a Cowboys fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. Yep. And we're going to get to my breakout lineup next. But first, let's talk about the Cowboys. Actually, let's talk crap about the Cowboys. When you heard that we traded for Trey Lance, what was your first thought? Uh, that we just gave up a fourth round pick for a third string QB. I don't get it. And I've said, I don't like Jerry Jones. I, he's a brilliant man. He's made a lot of money. I wish I was related to him. Maybe I'd be in the will. I can't stand him as a football guy. I can't, I don't get it. What we, we have one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league in Cooper rush. One of the best. When Dak got hurt, the guy was what? Five and one. People, uh, some people thought that he should have stayed being our yeah. starting quarterback, which I didn't agree with. But that just goes to show what the the temperature on him was. Yeah, he's, I don't he's get one it. Of the best starting or one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL for sure. I don't get it. The Cowboys drive me nuts. We draft a tight end in the second round, Luke Schoonmaker. What do we need him for? We there's other needs we had, and maybe I'll run. Maybe he'll end up being well, Jason okay. Witten, but I don't think so. I mean, and he's then, not starting, right? You're talking about Dalton Kincaid potentially being 
a right. fantasy weapon and Schoonmaker is the not going to be a fantasy guy to draft. Yeah. And, and that, exactly. in that tight end room. So, and Trey Lance and like, I, I've, I've backed him. Like he's had four starts in the NFL and I know he's been hurt and availability. Uh, that's a big thing. You know, what do they always say? Your best ability availability got to be available. He wasn't yeah, available. And then the Niners got lucky. And if they didn't draft Purdy, they'd be getting crushed by the media. Crushed. It's one of the worst trades in the history of the NFL. It's one yeah. of the worst. When you trade three firsts to get Trey Lance and he starts four games for you and you trade him for a fourth after two years, that's awful. Awful. That's right up there with the Herschel Walker trade with the Cowboys and the Ricky Williams trade with the saints. It's up there. There's a lot of Steve young getting traded from the bucks to the Niners. There's a lot of crappy Ryan leaf. The chargers gave up draft capital to move up one spot to get him. And we know what happened with Ryan leaf. He sucked. I mean, he, I feel bad for the guy. I've met him a few times. He seems like a nice guy, but boy, that's rough. You know, that that's like being um, Bill Buckner. If you go through the streets of Boston, you just don't want to go there. Ryan Leaf, you go through San Diego, nah, you may want to just avoid that area. And he, he was the Cowboy, he was the Cowboys co- quarterback for a bit. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That was he's awful. A good, he's a good dude, though. I, I, I'm yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Oh, he's been awful. able to bounce back. Awful. Yeah. I, All right. No, so, I mean, I, I hope we don't have to see or sniff Trey Lance touching the field. I'm a Dak guy myself. I know he catches a lot of pissed. Dak. Dak seemed pissed. Maybe this will motivate him even more. Because I like Dak as a late-round pick. People are crapping on him. He had one bad year. And he, and he missed time because he got he had one bad year. The, the, the interceptions were an outlier. If you look at his historical resume, that was an outlier year. With the picks. Yeah. I'm fine drafting him late. If I could pair him with like Anthony Richardson or Kirk Cousins or Russell or Geno, I'll do that. Yeah, I mean, if Dak's a top 10 QB in the league, and not talking about fantasy here, they traded for a third string QB, that shouldn't phase him whatsoever, right? If that's who he is. But the media and it's the Cowboys. Yeah. Boy, they sour me though. It's just, why? Who's our number two running back right now? I, I don't mean to go off on a Cowboys tangent, but I mean, it is what it is. Who's our number two running back right now? Rico Dowdle? I don't know. It's not Deuce Vaughn. Deuce, baby. Malik Davis, Deuce. Ronald Jones suspended for the first two weeks. I, now, cuts are happening as we speak. I wonder what's going to happen with the running back situation because there's some teams out there that can use some backfield help. Cowboys being one of them, in my opinion. And Fournette and Hunter still out there. So yeah, we'll Jared. see. Hopefully Don't nobody n- nobody signs these guys where we already have an incumbent where we're going to get a mess like with Ron with Ramondre in New England and Zeke are or Dalvin in New York with Brees. Are you drafting Hunt? No. Are you dr- okay? Kareem Hunt? No, not not right now. I, I'm I'm hoping I could do better than the guy who's not on a team right now. But yeah, I, I've seen him drafted. Twelve team, fourteen team league. He'll get picked. Fournette might too. So, yeah, I don't, I don't get what the Cowboys are doing because you, you don't trade a fourth-round pick for a third-string quarterback. You don't do it. Stupid. They must, 
if Dak sucks this year, which I hope he doesn't, but if he sucks this year, if the Cowboys don't get to where they want to go, which they won't because it's the Cowboys. I don't know. Maybe if, if Dak is bad this year, you know, the rumblings are going to come from the media. You know, it's going to happen. And listen, I'm not saying Trey Lance stinks. I don't know if he stinks or not. He's only played, he's only started four games in the NFL. It weren't, it weren't great. But anyway, this is, I'll just say, this is a really good quarterback class coming up for this next draft. Right. There are a lot of talented QBs in college. And I think part of the reason but, why the Cardinals, we talked about at the beginning, were willing to cut Colt McCoy is they saw Caleb Williams throw for four touchdowns, 278 yards, and a completion percentage of 72. So they're locked on their guy. I know Kyler's there right now, but it doesn't mean they can't move him. Um, Caleb Williams I, is going to, he's going to, this is going to be an interesting draft coming up here. I know it's a while. If the away, Cardinals but, get him, or if they have the chance to get him at one, Kyler's gone gone they're gonna trade him they're gonna trade him so but I'd, I'd like to see him out there i mean four weeks without kyler a lot of people out there drafted him and i still think it's a smart move why you could put him on an injured spot sit on him for the four weeks add another player pick up the commander's defense and play them this week uh or next week pick up a backup of a handcuff whatever so back to the breakout lineup. Let's start this thing up. Here's some breakout players for you. Quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. He's everyone's favorite breakout quarterback. He had a good year last year. He was top eight. He could be better, like 4,500 yards and 30-plus touchdowns. I think he, Calvin Ridley's in the mix now. They got they got Christian Kirk. They've got Ingram, who I think is going to take a step back. Zay Jones, they got one of the best receiving cores in the league. Really do. Zay Jones is a good player, too. He had a decent year last year. And they got ETN in the backfield, Tank Bigsby. That offense is going to score some points. And they're in a crappy division. Crappy division. So watch out for Lawrence. He's my QB7 this year. I can easily see him go in the top five. He's the, he's the cliff for me. So you got Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, whatever order you want to put him in. And then you got Lamar and you got Fields and you got Justin Herbert and you got Burrow. He's probably four for me. And then it's, then it's Lawrence. So Lawrence would be seven or eight. No one told me math would be involved here in the podcast. I think. It's um, so that's what I'm here for. Once he falls in the draft, once he's gone after that, Sean Watson, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, I can wait, but I want to get one of those seven or eight quarterbacks. Running backs, two rookies. And I know, I, is there a bigger breakout candidate running back than Bijan? We didn't see much in the preseason. What we saw, drooling, frothing at the mouth at how good he's going to be in the league. And the Falcons are going to run the ball a ton. He's my big breakout guy. He's going to run routes. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to do it all. Maybe Atlanta pops this year. They got a lot of good young players. It's all about Desmond Ritter and the offensive line. If they can, if they can protect Ritter and he's decent, they got Drake London, they got Pitts, and Matt Collins is okay, and they got Bijan. Their backfield's jacked. I mean, Tyler Algiers a thousand yard back. Maybe they use Cordero Patterson as a wide receiver a little bit more this year. Who knows? That offense could be good, and they're in a crappy division too. I mean, the Saints probably got the best defense in that division. Carolina and Tampa. I mean, they're not going to be good teams. 
Then I've got Jameer Gibbs. And I go back and forth on him. I go back and forth on him. I, I love to bring up the curse of Barry Sanders. And I'm not saying that I believe in curses, but I think it's interesting. Every running back the Lions have drafted in the first three rounds since Sanders retired has either busted, gotten hurt, or both. Can Jameer Gibbs break the streak? Or will he be the next Javid Best, Kevin Jones, Michael Deshore, DeAndre Swift, on Johnson? He is moving up now. He's a third-round pick. And I, you know, and even the high stakes, he's a third-round pick. And I'm thinking, Dave Montgomery's still on this team, right? I think so. He's he exists. Pretty good. He's in the he prime exists. of his career, right? Yes. So, I mean, Gibbs is going to have to catch 50 balls to be worth a third-round pick. He's got to. And maybe that's how they're going to use him. You know, Detroit, outside of Amonra, if Jameson Williams is out the first six games, they're not exactly stacked at wide receiver. So, Laporta is going to get a lot of love, but I mean, maybe they're going to use Gibbs as a pass catcher. You know, people compared him to Alvin Kamara. They drafted him wicked high, as those of us from the Northeast would say. 12th overall, nobody even thought he was a first-round pick. But Gibbs is, he's a breakout guy. In PPR, he could be a, he could be a real big asset. I don't have many shares of him because I'm scared. Me too. I play, I'm like, David Montgomery's there. Like, how high can the ceiling be? But I think he could be an RB too, PPR. The thing that keeps popping, I, yeah, I I have no doubt that he has the talent to, to finish as a RB1, low-end RB1, maybe higher than that. Mm-hmm. But Jared Goff's success is predicated upon running the football between the tackles. He's a play-action passer. So David Montgomery is essential to their success as a team. And their offense was incredibly high-powered last year. But I, I just think that those first touches, first, second down, they're going to David Montgomery in my head. And then they'll get Gibbs involved. But you're just kind of banking on him breaking out 40, 50, 60-yard touchdowns, which he can do. Yeah. I just don't want to. I just don't want to bet on that. I feel like there's other options in the third round when I'm going into drafts. But I could get burned there. He's going to burn DBs. He could burn me too. I don't know. I, I think and it's one, a good breakout pick. One of my high stakes friends said, "Take the discount on David Montgomery." If I had to draft a running back in Detroit, I'm taking the discount on Montgomery over Gibbs. And I, I, I would, I would agree. Wide receivers. This is low hanging fruit, but sometimes that's the tastiest. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. I mean, come on. Garrett Wilson was the rookie of the year last year on the offensive side. His quarterbacks were Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Mike White. Imagine what he's going to do with Rodgers. Rodgers has almost always had an elite wide receiver in his offense in Green Bay. Devontae, go back to Jordy Nelson. Randall Cobb had one huge year. I mean, there's always been a really good receiver in Green Bay. Garrett Wilson's going to be that guy with New York. He's going to be that guy. Second round pick, top 12 talent. Olave, he had 1,000 yards last year, just under 200 fantasy points. Good year. Quarterbacks in New Orleans last year, not great. It was Andy Dalton. Now they got Carr. Carr's an upgrade. He is. Hell, I think Jameis Winston's an upgrade. (laughs) But they didn't want to play him last year. I don't know why. But... Even if Michael Thomas stays healthy, maybe that's a good thing for Olave because he's got he's got another guy the defense has got to worry about. He's a big breakout guy, big breakout guy this year. And then my flex, I'm going to stick 
with the position that we've just discussed. And I'm going to stick in that also NFC South, Drake London. So I got two Falcons in this lineup. Drake London had some really good rookie games. And he had some really bad rookie games. He averaged more than 17 points per game to start the year. And then after that, he went to hell. And then end of the year, he was better. Uh, averaged about 14 points in his final five games. It's all about Ritter, right? We have so many question marks about quarterbacks this year. Can Dotson do it in Washington with Howell? Can Drake do it in Atlanta with Desmond Ritter? What are we going to get from uh, the Houston wide receivers, the Carolina wide receivers? They've got young quarterbacks. Uh, what about Green Bay? What's Jordan Love going to be? By the way, he's looked good in a preseason. We'll see if it translates into the regular season, but he looked good. Definitely made me feel better about drafting him for sure. But Drake London figures to lead the Atlanta Falcons in, in targets, even with Kyle Pitts there. So I'm going to have him as a breakout candidate. Tight end, Chigakonkwo. Breakout tight ends are hard to find because like the top eight or nine guys have already kind of done it. I mean, you go from Kelsey down to like Fryermuth. I mean, I don't know if Fryermuth's really broken out. Like he's not an elite player, but he's good. He's not sexy. His ceiling's not high, but his floor is decent. Last year, I mean, for the most part, he was giving you eight, nine, 10 points a game. And at tight end, which is a crap position, you'll take it. So I went with Chigakakwo. Even though they dra- even though they they have Burks and, and Nuke, I think he could be top three in targets. Tannehill likes him. He popped last year, especially down the stretch. He led all rookie tight ends of fantasy points. He didn't score 100. I think it was like 98. But he's a good player, athletic type of guy who I think Tennessee is going to utilize. So he's going to be my breakout tight end. My breakout like kicker, that. let's go with Brandon McManus in Jacksonville. They're going to score a lot of points, which means he'll get a lot of opportunities to kick field goals. But it's a breakout kicker. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm going to have some fun with that. I, I To go back to Chigakonkwo just for a quick second, before he was a starting tight end for them, they had a guy named Johnny Smith who played yeah. Yeah. really, really well with Ryan Tannehill, ended up getting a contract in New England yeah. because of how well he played. So Tannehill yeah. likes the tight end. Um, yeah. I like that one. Uh, so the bench for the breakout team. Anthony Richardson, and I know sometimes his throws are going to look like S. And he's going to have some real growing pains as a passer, but he's going to rush for 750 yards in five touchdowns. And that makes him a QB1 type of player. So he's a breakout guy. Running backs, I've still got Alexander Madison on the, on the list. The Vikings haven't signed anybody. Clear path to workload. I don't think Madison's Delvin Cook, but he'll be good. And then, you know, I've done a 180 on Damian Pierce. I didn't like Damian Pierce coming into the season thinking that Devin Singletary would eat into his touches. But from what I saw in the preseason, I don't think that's going to happen. And Damian was on his way to being a really good fantasy running back. Then he got hurt. But I think he's, I think he could rush for 1,200 yards and six to eight touchdowns. So I'm going to put him on this list. I can audible as well. Omaha! I'm going with Pierce as more of a sleeper breakout. Maybe not a sleeper, but more of a breakout. Houston's got to run the ball to stay in games. They have to. Wide receiver, Brandon Ayuk. I don't think he's reached the ceiling yet. I think he could be better than Debo. He was last year. And it's funny. Two years ago, we all loved Ayuk and we weren't on Debo. And then it was Debo and 
his breakout year. Then last year we were in on Debo and we were out on Ayuk and Ayuk was better. So I'm hoping this year, now that we're back on Ayuk, I mean, Debo's still ranked higher, but they're both very close. I wouldn't be surprised if Ayuk was better than him in fantasy production. Christian Watson's on the list. And Corlin Sutton now, like I'll throw his name out there. Jerry Judy's out for a while. We don't know when he's back. KJ Hamler's got the got the the heart issue. Tim Patrick's out. Corlin Sutton got a lot of targets in the first few weeks of the season, especially if Judy can't play. And if he could solidify that rapport with Russell Wilson, maybe he becomes his guy. Who knows? But Corlin Sutton's now uh, certainly a more attractive draftable asset in the offense. And then the, the the other breakout tight end, I guess, is Greg Dulcich. I, Toss, do you have another breakout tight end? I, I can't find one. Like, true breakout guy who could be a top 10 player at the position? I can't find one. I mean, if we were talking about him earlier, but if if Fergo is the guy, the way that Dak utilizes tight yeah, end. Yeah, I, I see him more as a sleeper, but yeah, I mean, you could throw him in there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I'm exactly OCD. True. I'm OCD, dude, with my freaking definition. No, he's a sleeper. Players, he's so. a sleeper. You're right, but I yeah. still wouldn't be surprised. And that's the position for you, tight end. A sleeper can end up a top tight end, a top yep. ten tight end, right? That's yep. That's how it goes. No um, question. No, I like the Dulcich. I mean, someone's got to catch passes, I guess. If Russell Wilson's going to throw Especially it early, more. the only thing that worries me is that Adam Troutman is a Sean Payton favorite, and that could mess up Dulcich in terms of it, the, how many routes he's running and how many opportunities he's getting. But tight end's thin, folks. It, and I would say this, there's a drop-off for me. You got your studs, which is Kelsey, Andrews, and Hawk. Kittle and Waller are right there, too. They're a step below. Waller now is getting drafted ahead of Kittle because the Giants are going to throw him the ball apparently 350 times this year. And then you got Ingram. And then you got Fryermuth. And, and, and at Fryermuth, I'm like, all right, well, even at Ingram, I don't believe in Ingram this year. So there's like seven guys, six, seven guys. Dallas Goddard is a guy I like. There's like six, seven guys. And then after that, you punt it down the road. But try to get one of those six or seven tight ends. Goddard and Pitts being probably at the end of that. That th- Those are the guys I want. And I don't know what I'm going to get from Pitts. He's coming off the knee. He was bad last year. But remember. Give him to me. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Among tight ends who were the number one for their respective teams. No tight end was thrown more was thrown more catchable, uncatchable passes. He, he his quarterback stunk. Mariota stunk. He his quarterbacks have not been good in his two years in Atlanta. Matt Ryan was at the end of his career. Maybe Ritter will be the guy. See, like I feel like if we knew what Ritter was going to be, or Atlanta had a veteran quarterback, like you know, say they signed Derek Carr, or whatever, I'd feel better about Pitts. I, I don't know what I'm going to get with Ritter, and Ritter's is is. Tied to what Pitts and Drake London are going to be this year. But it's hard to find a breakout tight end, like a true breakout tight end on the list. I just, I'm always a fan in fantasy of a depreciated asset who has incredible yeah, talent, incredible mm-hmm. talent. Like I was huge on Saquon last year. Part of it being second year back from the ACL. Yep. I know the second year back is always better than the first year, yep. but where I got him fourth, round and i think one of my drafts mm-hmm. i was like you, no one's gonna take saquon barkley okay i'll take yeah. him. i'll take the shot because yeah. i know what this guy can be at his best and i like drake london this year too but i wouldn't be surprised if kyle pitts led the team in target share he was on the field a lot last year yeah, if, so Rid- if ritter, ne- if ritter yeah. needs that security blanket it's always been the tight end for offenses that are run heavy yeah so i 
I trust the talent there. And I'm willing, if I can get it later in the draft than I normally could, next season, Kyle Pitts has a great year. Guess what? He's going to be probably the third or fourth tight end off the board. Yep. Now I can draft him at the seventh tight end. I'm cool with that. No question. I'm really cool with that. No question. Yep. We'll take a shot. You got to take a shot on tight ends if you don't get one of the you know seven or eight best guys. Folks, later in the week, we're going to continue to cover what's going on around the NFL and as it pertains to your fantasy teams. A lot of people are going to be drafting. So hopefully we helped you out with a bunch of sleepers and breakouts today. Target those guys. Trust me. You're going to build the championship caliber team. All right, folks. So, hey, you got your drafts coming up. We gave you a bunch of sleepers. We gave you a bunch of breakouts. Go get them. Trust me. They're going to help you win a championship or at least get to the playoffs and contend for a championship. And right here on the Believe Fantasy Football Show with myself, Michael Fabiano, we'll be back on Friday. We'll be talking about ADP risers and fallers compared to what was going on before the preseason and now what's going on in the preseason. We'll definitely be talking about which players you want to target now that maybe you shouldn't have targeted a few weeks back and vice versa. And everybody out there be safe in Florida. Like I said, I'm on the other side, so I think I'm good. Everybody be safe. Get to an evacuation area if you have to evacuate. Do that or make sure your your house is all set uh, as much as it can be for this hurricane. I've been through hurricanes. They stink. They're not fun. And um, just be safe out there, everybody. Have a great rest of the week. Make sure you subscribe to the Fantasy Football Show on Believe with Michael Fabiano. And maybe give us a, a little love on there in terms of the rating. If you like the show, if you hate the show. Well, if you hate the show, don't, don't give us a rating. Hopefully you don't hate the show. What do they give you? Five stars now? I don't, I don't know if I've ever rated a podcast before. But give us as many stars as you can. Five. Hit subscribe. Toss, we'll see you on Friday. Have a great week, my friend. And everybody out there, thanks for listening to the Believe Fantasy Football Show with Michael Fabiano. We will see you on Friday. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.